Hello and welcome to Podcasting's Praxis. I'm David. I'm here this week with Alistair. Hello. James. Hello. Jamie. All right. And Rob. This is Zulu uh, <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Oh. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Old eagle eyes over there. Mm. We have, um, we, we've just endured uh, a viewing of something we'll, we'll talk about later that was fucking hard work. Um, yeah. At when the moment, I don't think I've fi- fully processed it and I don't think we're ready to talk about it at this point in the episode, so... When we finished, I said, I am emotionally, spiritually and physically bereft, and Rob just piped up saying, ah, I've done my job then. So that just set the tone <laughs> for what was following later. Yeah, yeah. We'll go on to that in a bit. But um, I suppose, first off, we might as well just dip into some news stuff. Rob, what have you got for us? Yeah. Well, I'd first like to start off by saying a hearty fuck you to British Gas, um, a sub-company of a wonderful entity called Centrica, who are about to fire and then rehire on much worse conditions up to 20,000 of their staff. Essentially, the people, if you've ever had a bridge gas engineer in your home to fix things, those are the guys who are getting sacked. There's a lot of going around lately, isn't there? Yeah. Well, it's also, I'd like to point out, the guys who have continued working during the global pandemic, going into people's homes to make sure that their boilers are not going to explode on them. Just, yeah. you know, just to really kind of make clear the injustice of this. Yeah, I mean it's fucking appalling. I mean that's uh, it's it's been on the cards for a while now. This this whole thing um, under the new contract, full time British gas engineers would be required to work three extra hours a week, uh, and they would not get paid higher rates uh, when they're working on weekends and public holidays. And overall, for most of them, it would mean a fifteen percent pay cut. And British gas have essentially said, take it or leave it. And if you don't take it, then we will fire you and certainly not hire you back. Oh, I wonder what the Labour leaders had to say about this. Well, weirdly enough, um, uh, far be it for me to defend Keith, but he has actually said that this is uh, not good and should not be done. So, weirdly enough, he did actually take something approaching a stand here. That's That sounds um, good. Did he support strike action? I can't remember that, so I'm not going to say yes or no, but I he think... Didn't. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, then, that... This... <laughs> and even um, if he did, well, I mean, he actually David, didn't. David... To be fair, negotiations were still ongoing, so... (laughs) (laughs) Supporting strikes is wrong when negotiations are ongoing. Oh, fucking hell, Um, man. Yeah, although they have been formally on strike uh, with 89% of the GMB uh, part of the British gas agreeing to a strike in December. So April Mm -hmm. 14 will be their 43rd day on strike. And they, that will also be the day where the actual fire and rehire will take place or not, if they can be pressured into not doing that, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up the workers. And just, yeah, and just so we're very clear, um, this is not because British Gas is in financial trouble or the parent company Centrica that owns them is in trouble, they're not. Um, in 2018, they raised energy prices twice and cut 4,000 staff in the same year, uh, while the CEO of Centrica, so the group owner, um, got a pay rise of 40% and now pockets 4.1 million quid in salary. I think that's excluding options and that kind of stuff. 
Well, um, it sounds like um, a lesson the, the Labour Party is refusing to learn. British Gas have taken full hold of, which is to never let a crisis go to waste. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was actually wondering, is this related to the bonfire of worker protections that has followed Brexit? It's, I think it's part of it. I know there's a big wave of fire and rehire going on in like a lot of companies at the moment. So I'm not sure if it's directly related to Brexit, but I don't think it, I think this process really started before, you know, they were making these noises before. So I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is related. I mean, it's definitely related yeah. to the Tories being in government. I mean, I think I think the main what, the main um, what everyone should do is just kiss, kiss their boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's perfectly legal. So, mm-hmm. yes. the boss and sage your head, that's right. And also the one that you work for. I mean, you can see you're late, this will be cut. <laughs> um, yeah, so just like as a brief thing, um, if whoever's listening, if you're renting or weirdly enough, you own a home, which I wouldn't understand, but sure, why not? You should kiss. Be a landlord. <laughs> <laughs> the landlord and sage your head, yes. <laughs> Hang on, um, I, I, hang on. I've heard of living rent free inside someone's <laughs> head, right? But uh, living like with rent inside my own head—that's uh, this is getting a bit weird. This is getting uh, a bit French postmodern poststructuralist here. It's uh, <laughs> it's ideology. David, who's the landlord inside my head? Um, uh, a cat. I think the cat. Yeah, I think I heard the cat back on, on the background. <laughs> that was actually kids outside screaming in the playground outside. My okay. fucking... like, that's just going to be a thing. Apologies to whoever's editing. Oh, here's a question, though. Do you think the landlord in uh, Ian Austin's head allows pets? Oh, uh, but yeah, if you, uh, I think if that you one do... might have made a cut actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, but hell. yeah, if if your supplier is British Gas and you can switch contracts, <laughs> do it and tell them to get fucked because you support uh, strike action. There's also uh, a couple of um, petitions and stuff you can sign online. Uh, we'll put some links to those in the show notes, and uh, you should, you know, if for some reason you know your local gas engineers uh support them in whatever way you can i think even with gmb i'm not sure but i think you can donate to their strike fund or something so if you've got some pennies to spare please uh go and do that yeah what you should do as an act of solidarity is when they're on strike right break your boiler and phone up british gas about it I don't see do any not, downsides do to this plan whatsoever. <laughs> well, it, uh, it is getting warmer. That's true. You don't need your boiler anymore. Yeah, you don't need boiler, you don't need warm water. What yeah. do you need that for? <laughs> your boiler needs you more than you need it. <laughs> well, speaking of boiling, what about the planet, Rob? Oh, that's going very well. Uh, there was a report released this week by the Rainforest Alliance and the group of other NGOs that since 2015, so when we signed the Toothless Paris Climate uh, Accords, they had the world's 60 largest banks have funded fossil fuel projects worth uh, somewhere around 4 trillion US dollar. So that's, that's good. Well, I mean, they've got um, that uh, the cherry trees in Japan have blossomed early this year, uh, earliest blossom for 1200 years, which is I assume only a good thing. 
Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's in the song, isn't it? Like, uh, world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it. And the uh, cherries are blossoming early, early in Japan. Like, that's, you know, all good. <laughs> We're great. Do you reckon there's like one listener out there for whom the cherry blossom uh, blossoms are early in Japan is like their code phrase and they're just going wild right now? <laughs> I don't know. We're we're be on, their way, on their way to kiss the landlord and or boss. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Jamie's been quiet. I think you might have activated him, but uh, I don't know. Ash, if you listen to this, stand down. Zulu Tango. <laughs> Oh. Um, oh, I'm fucking yeah, trying so... to remember the fucking cool not cool son of that guy from the show. <laughs> <laughs> they were Bravo. All... Zulu, <laughs> they're all Zulu something. Uh... Anyway, we'll who the security guard in your head is. <laughs> <laughs> that way you should definitely kiss. Um, but yeah, um, so the four trillion is not just for like the companies themselves specifically. Um, the oil exploring companies have, through these banks, raised 1.5 trillion specifically for expanding drilling into new areas, including tar sands, the Arctic, because you know the the Arctic ice is melting, so we can get to more places to get um, oil out, which is really good. How convenient! Um, yeah, the biggest banks that are funding this are J.P. Morgan Chase and Citigroup, um, both of whom got huge, vast sums of money from the American government uh, in 2008 to stay alive. And we, of course, didn't ask anything in return because why would we? Um, So what we've done, so what the Americans did, they uh, almost somewhat nationalized climate catastrophe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then just just turbocharge it because that's cool. Um, But I don't want to pretend this is just the Americans. Um, Barclays is one of the top funders of fracking outside the U.S., and RBC in particular is up to its ears in pipeline uh, funding. Um, they've their total investments in fossil fuels has actually gone up from thirty to thirty nine billion in the last uh, four years. So you know, next time you see one of these pricks talk about how they find the climate so important, um, you can debate them. And well, we all know we all know the the way to um, counteract this is to change all of your shopping bags from plastic bags to uh, tote bags. Yeah, and that's yeah. why. Yeah, I mean, it was really worth um, those those cuts to um, Social Security here in the UK. Yes. Thank, thank you, Lib Dems. Thank you. But it's okay. We got rid of straws, right? That's that's part of it. It's yeah. I mean, it's nothing but you know, <laughs> torch fucking, fire lit uplands from now on. Fucking libs love that shit. Being able to say, oh well, we change, we charge you five p for a plastic bag. You cannot get plastic straws anymore. That's it, everyone. We did it. Slap on the back for everyone involved. Let's go home. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean that the oceans are still on fire? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, anybody who's just still, I mean, that's not to say you shouldn't do things if you can in your personal life, but the personal responsibility narrative on climate change just drives me fucking wild. And it's, it's yeah. of course, why the lids are at it. Um, but I, ju- I don't want you to worry because, like, we have another uh, big climate summit here in the UK later in Glasgow. Um, sorry, where? I was going to. I was just exactly where, about to that? say, sorry, where's that? In, in Glasgow. I don't know. Fuck you. I'm having. <laughs> are you, are you, no, no, are no. You, hang on. Are like, you like, fucking high, mate? Like, <laughs> we're we getting to the bottom of this one. Where, where is it, Rob? In Glasgow. <laughs> is this near Hartlepool? <laughs> 
Fucking hell, man. Honestly, that's the future capital of the independent Soviet Oblast, Strathclyde. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I've had adventures in pronunciation, sorry. I know, but like, fucking hell, mate. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, half the podcast lives there. (laughs) (laughs) Inevitably, everyone in Glasgow will be on this show. I just, whatever, like, you do a whole Scott Paul episode and then I just get, like, the, I don't know what, what's wrong with me. Basically, um, this is what we get for not inviting Eleanor on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's had to fit the mispronunciation in somewhere. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, wait, I've got one last question. Well, <laughs> no. What's the, what's the capital of Scotland? Sterling, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's one way to get out of it, but no, 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 it's not. Try again. It's Edinburgh. How is it you can pronounce that fine? Right. But you can't do Glasgow. It's This is what they teach me in my haunted castle here in Switzerland. This is why we, this is uh, why we, live, this is why we that, left the EU. That, that, that's the problem. <laughs> Glasgow doesn't have a castle, so Rob has no reason to know about it. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, all right. Glad we resolved that one. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so the big uh, climate summit is being held. And to celebrate that and to show that the UK is very serious about its um, climate commitments, you remember a while ago we talked about that the UK is opening a new coal mine. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. they're also. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, they're the also giving a out... few eyebrows, right? <laughs> Um, they're also giving out more licenses for offshore oil and gas drilling because that's very compatible with our climate goals and needs. Fucking A, good. Just what I like to see Aberdeen thinking it's important even more than it already does. <laughs> Fucking um, So, yeah, the, the UK Energy Secretary, Kwasi Kwarteng, said that he would follow a different path to sustainability. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but he fucking nails Kwasi Kwarteng, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm do whimsical. Know, do you know, I've just realised something. that that We've been looking at this whole oil and gas thing wrong. What's happened is Westminster's dealers have basically said, listen, we're really struggling with this pandemic. And we've said, don't worry, mate, we'll give you a subsidy. We'll make sure that there's a lot more demand for coke in Aberdeen. And that's it. That, that's how it's all come together. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking game of telephone is how we've ended up with more coal mines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would not actually surprise me. Um, I just, I just love that we had to take that much run-up to get to a pun. Yeah. Well, I think it's really, I think it's important to, to, to note in defense of this ghastly thing is that the chief executive of Oil and Gas UK, the representative body, said, ongoing exploration and production of fossil fuels is compatible with net zero emissions. We are pleased oh. that the government has recognized this. This is another thing that lives love is uh, net zero emissions, because as soon as you actually try and quantify that as something that actually means something, you end up running into all kinds of like issues with externalities. Like you can't. I mean, if you you buy a Tesla, then that offsets like because the Teslas unemit carbon. Do you know what I mean? Don't they? Yeah. Isn't that what happens when something burns? It like it sucks carbon in. <laughs> Especially if it's filled with like you know what I mean, like uh, cartel product. When to it be burns. fair, to be fair, if Elon Musk was in the car when it went up, that might actually make a difference just from energy impact. But mm. um, here's a here's a kind of thing that I'm I'm wondering about this. So. 
You're fucking kidding me. Excuse me one second. No, okay, the... it's fine. No, my audacity stopped and looked like it wasn't recording there. I just <laughs> had a fucking heart attack, but it's not. It just it seemed to like buffer and just froze for a second. And that's Wait. completely fucking thrown me. I'm so sorry. What no, fuck? Where were we? Uh, talking about apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking about burning Teslas. No, it's gone. Whatever it was, it's just the fear got in me there as I thought. No, I uh, sadly, James. The well, I say sadly, the cars are still catching fire. Ah, uh, well, if this is at least I the just... rockets on. That's all I've got to say. Well, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is weird. I'm, didn't, I'm well. Didn't one, got, them, got... didn't one blow up again this week? It yeah, did, it did yeah. last week. In like in like really heavy fog. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, we think it's blown up." through the mists could just be like yeah. completely just randomly associated it, it could, could just, just be, it a, could just be a gender reveal <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, they couldn't tell like immediately whether it had blown up or not because of the fog and because the fucking onboard telemetry is transmitted by like bluetooth or something and once the rocket gets more than like 30 foot off the ground they lose the signal <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was one of just like misconnect my bluetooth to the rocket that's going up nearby maybe maybe it was uh it was like one of those assassin's creed things and the rocket was just hiding in really tall grass so we couldn't see it <laughs> rob you just relate everything back to assassin's creed these days i swear to god <laughs> i'm just picturing I'm, I'm, just I'm just picturing. picturing. I'm just picturing Elon Musk with his phone trying to like stay on the Bluetooth by just climbing like really quickly climbing a ladder alongside. <laughs> <his rocket. laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to fucking download like Britney Spears "Toxic" or some shit from the. No, I, I'm seeing Elon like, Musk as the rocket takes it. off. It pairs with you. It pairs with your phone, and the device name is like you know, like the fucking XR12 or some shit. And as it's coming <laughs> back down, it, 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 your, your phone's trying to pair with flaming wreckage. Like, oh, this, this looks like a bad sign. <laughs> See, I'm just picturing the reason it blew up is Elon Musk is in the toilets, right? And he's on his phone, and he's on Pornhub, and he doesn't realise he's still connected to Bluetooth, except it comes back into signal right at that point, and the thing that caused it to explode was just a massive fucking bass beat going through of dum dum da dum like the Pornhub intro. <laughs> All I mean, right, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good, but Just like, add, add that. Like, it, it, I'm glad that after like fucking dozens of episodes, we finally circled back to Pornhub as like <laughs> quality content. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is oh. what gets built up after a Scott Paul episode. <laughs> mm. Uh, yeah, no, but it's it's good that we're already talking about Elon Musk uh, and rockets because this is the next when thing are, I did. When actually. are we ever not? That motherfucker just won't go away. <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost as though the oligarchs who rule our society and are destroying our planet are an ever bear, ever present, overbearing force in our lives on and, a fundamental structural level. Yeah, but most of them are on Twitter. Rocker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, most of them aren't on Twitter, like constantly fucking trying to like score Reddit points or whatever the fuck he's actually do- I, like. I I don't understand the purpose he's, he thinks he's serving with his Twitter account. Like he's for, he's for Martin Schlecky of billionaires. That's basically it. Well, well, I mean, for for one, he he he. Uh, wait, Martin, he changes... wait, what, Martin Schlecky? No, 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 Shrecky. no. no. <laughs> well, let's just leave that name as it was. I think. It's <laughs> no, 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 no. If I get that. given fucking shit for. 
you know, a yeah, mine there's a difference. In there's a difference between Martin, whatever the fuck his surname is, and fucking <laughs> Glasgow, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not to me, there isn't. Not was to Martin, me. Was Martin Shrek Tickler ever the Shrek. fucking like, European city of culture? I don't think he was. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Martin Shkreli. Martin Shkreli. Shkreli. I'm not going to lie. This is like if they took a load of acid before recording Sesame Street one day. Like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, well, we know, we know John Renshaw's going to turn up to teach us numbers in a minute. <laughs> right, I think we've established who the fucking Oscar the Grouch is on the podcast then. Oh, and uh, Rob hell. is very clearly Big Bird. And like I think me and me and David have Bert and Ernie energy going on here. So who's <laughs> Alistair? Count, count. <laughs> I uh, like but that. yeah, I, I like that. No, but I wanted to get back into Elon Musk because he's got uh, yet another business scheme that is actually doing something with the rockets that keep exploding. Um, he's building a new he's, satellite. He's founded, he's founded flamingshrapnel.com <laughs> <laughs> for all your gender reveal needs. <laughs> every single, every single little piece of wreckage fallen from the sky on fire is now an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> No, the thing he's building is so that more of the world has access to NFT bidding and technology. Um, well, good. That's there's a new space. Yeah, because there's a new. Picture, I'm trying to picture what kind of marvelous fucking invention has the real world Tony Stark brought us this time. And my first thought was the internet, but for birds. <laughs> you're very close. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Not again. Jamie, you're the fucking danger at this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just fucking let put the leaf down. Put it down. Down. Oh fucking hell! Right, internet for buds. What? No, <laughs> uh, this is a new thing he's doing um, called Starlink, which is a. Um... You're gonna say Starling? <laughs> no, Starling Link with a K. <laughs> Um, like the K in Glasgow. Um, <laughs> is this just a fucking episode where we don't know the name for anything? We have to, we have to wear fucking name badges with like the pronunciation underneath. I honestly oh. think watching this stupid fash program has brain damaged us somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, anyway, so Starlink is a new thing he's building, which is a big network of low Earth orbit satellite networks, um, which are essentially big constellations of lots of smaller satellites that are meant to deliver high speed, low, low latency internet access around the world. So this is Tony Stark shit, definitely. Oh. Um, isn't, isn't there famously a problem where if you launch too much shit into space, it starts becoming a problem getting more shit into space? Yes, yes that is exactly yes, where the story is going. And this is Excellent. where flamingshrapnel.com comes in. <laughs> <laughs> this is flamingshrapnel.com is definitely something for you to sell on the doorstep, Jamie. I mean, it's uh... wow. That's a, that was a, that was a good callback. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, be, I'd, I'd be an expert on that as well with my fucking like uh, certificate in global communications that I got that time <laughs> <laughs> for doing JavaScript pop-ups. 
um, yeah, so he has 1,300 of these um, satellites, in Starlink satellites in orbit, and he's adding them at a rate of 120 a month. I'm not sure how, because the rockets keep exploding. But The ladder that are. he uses to pair with the Bluetooth, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm well, just picturing I mean, these rockets keep exploding, and he has to sort of when he, he has to explain that when he said low Earth orbit, what he meant was like they're all on poles. Yeah. So <laughs> also, it becomes it becomes easier to launch the rockets when you just put your new rocket on top of the wreckage of all the previous rockets. It's kind of <laughs> to be honest, it's kind of like the song, "The rockets come down, and when they go up, that's not my department," says Elon <laughs> fucking Musk. Mm. Anyway, so what he wants to do, uh, he mm. has already a whole bunch in orbit, but he wants them to move them from low from, Earth orbit from low Earth, Earth orbit to underground. He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> downgrade from a like a network of satellites to uh, cables. I think they're called. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that'd be that wouldn't be complicated enough. He's got another use for the boring company, which is to drill, um. drill giant tunnels around the Earth to create in Earth orbit. The satellites <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, along these passages. Yeah. And, <laughs> James, that's the hyperloop. The uh, <laughs> the satellites just travel through the tunnels, pushing a big like crate full of cocaine from Mexico. <laughs> More genius ideas from Werner von Clown. Yeah, nice. Not only will Elon Musk make anime real, he will also make the Hollow Earth real. Um, yeah, but anyway, so but what he's it, definitely does, he, does does the Boring Company possess the technology to hollow out a bag? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've not they've not they've not yet uh, discovered the technology to line uh, yeah, that's a bag with foil. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so what he wants to do is he has an existing network that is about twelve hundred kilometers above the Earth, but he wants to push them down, use the little rockets, whatever they have. Um, to push them down to 550 kilometers above the Earth so they can be part of the Starlink network. However, there's a problem. Jeff Bezos has his own satellite network at 600 kilometers above the Earth. Does, it, does he also have a fucking lair in orbit? <laughs> <laughs> With, like, a big laser? I imagine that's the kind of thing. I mean, just Jeff Bezos aboard the death egg. <laughs> He's got the right head shape for it. He just needs the mustache. <laughs> so yeah, so Jeff Bezos is very pissed at Elon Musk because they're worried, not incorrectly, that if there's too many of these, uh, like literally tens of thousands of these small satellites zipping around at between 550 and 600 kilometers an hour, that they're going to start banging into each other. Wait, uh, what? Kilometers per hour? <laughs> above the Earth, whatever. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's um, and he already has, um, or Amazon, I should say, he has already been launching satellites for a while now, and currently has three thousand two hundred satellites in low Earth orbit. So it's getting kind of crowded up there. How many? How many? How many uh, spaceships has Jeff Bezos blown up? I <laughs> not as many, I suspect. You know, guys, we literally have the war in heaven launched by our billionaires at this point. Yes. Like, was when this is the shittest ever cyberpunk I've ever it's, come across. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like fucking funny though when Elon Musk finally decides to fuck off to Mars with Grimes or whatever, and they can't like they can't actually clear like the atmosphere because there's just like a fucking lid that they've built. <laughs> just tons of satellites just literally touching each other, just forming a fucking like Dyson sphere around the. Planet. I was gonna say yeah, Dyson sphere for the Earth bad. to keep to keep us on. Kessler syndrome is actually really good. 
What? <laughs> I was going to say, you're about to come out of defensive Kessler syndrome. Yeah, 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 Kessler syndrome is good because it means that the rest of the universe will not be subjected to whatever fucking horrifying society Elon Musk tries to build on Mars. Look, on the d- off David, chance he's successful, David. on the off chance, no David. other fucking species needs to know this. Look, David, I know last episode I proposed doing Scottish independence as a containment method for Scottish Labour, but this is getting a bit fucking extreme, frankly. <laughs> Launch Scotland into orbit. Well, like so, I yeah, said, no, no, one, no one is going to die on Mars as a result of Elon Musk. They're all going to die, like, halfway to Mars as a re- result yeah, of Elon being... Musk. <laughs> on the launch pad at this point, surely. Um, so yeah, th- this once is the rocket the kind of- clears Bluetooth range from the Earth, yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of like a growing problem because um, it's not only Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk who are at it, but other companies and, and states in the European Union and the UK are also at it. So they're expecting more than ten thousand extra satellites to be launched into low Earth orbit in the next decade or so. Um, making it a very crowded place. And there's like no global body or anything that like has agreements or standards on this. And people are just kind of fucking around. And the reason they're all fucking around is that whoever they really, has They like... really, really want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, it is going to be great when we have essentially encased the earth in a swarm of metal shards that just deletes anything that att- attempts to leave the atmosphere. Well, I, mean, I mean, once again, these, these satellites are designed to give everybody high-speed, low-drag internet. Um, so, like, what we are... Right up until the point of impact. So what we are building, once again... It's going to be great again, when, like, a meteorite comes to, like, destroy the Earth, and, do you know what I mean? We can't destroy it because it's just picked up, like, a fucking shell of armor plating that we, like, <laughs> left drifting around, like, in space, you know what I mean? Just so, yeah, suddenly it, like, it lands and it kills everyone with like the million fucking knives it's picked up coming down. Jamie, but on the, <laughs> on the plus side, right, as it starts getting closer, your internet connection will improve and finally you'll get good service from Musknet or whatever. So, mm. you know, it's a trade-off that's worth making. Well, I mean, you say Musknet, so like, you know, another yeah, callback. Please stop this saying is... fucking Musknet. It sounds incredibly <laughs> grim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, oh, is, is that the bit that's too real for you, Jamie? Yeah, I well, need I mean, better Brandon if that's what he's planning to call it, like, quite frankly. <laughs> I mean, you know, but essentially this is just more more, um, more Deus Ex shit. Like, we're just building the Illuminati and they are just building Helios again. And they they just, this is just that again. I'm going to be honest, Musknet works in two different directions, right? Because it's both the internet provider named after Elon Musk, and it's also the net that contains Elon Musk within the planet. So <laughs> I, I think it works, personally. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, of catching people in nets, shall we shall we move on to, to tonight's oh, uh, viewing must theory? Be. Must presumably, be. Someone, yeah. presumably someone at the FBI is going to end up having to say that one day where they're like, right, we've got to go and get him. Fetch the musk net. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think we need a net for that. I think they'll just already have a website that they've been running that's been producing content on the darknet that Elon Musk wants that's to pay for. A, a very qualified use of the word content there, I think. Yeah, I think I think I think we'll get in that way. What that content could be, I don't know. Are you, are you suggesting know. that apartheid.com is actually a honey trap? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm suggest I'm suggesting that the darknet equivalent of apartheid.com specifically tailored to his interests so no I don't I, 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 you, you're suggesting he's in legal hobbies I, I get that like you know, <laughs> right, 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 right. oh fucking hell man 
why is it why is it right okay why is it when i crack a joke and i've got a pretty decent one you then have to put something on the end of it that begs a question and leaves me kind of having to kind of fumble to put something in with it and yet when i when i do jokes that don't have a quite a landing punchline then you just let it hang rather than build on it <laughs> honest to god <laughs> i, met, I honestly cannot any. answer that do you know what i mean uh, maybe i should go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, Jamie, maybe you need. Maybe this is why you need to get back on the Red Bulls. Yeah, maybe. Your next stop, the Libel Zone. I'm just waiting until he gets halfway through this and, and someone uh, shouts legal hobbies just because they think it's going to be a good bit. And it won't be, but someone's going to fucking like, someone's definitely tempted, aren't they? Who is it? Put your hand up. Yes. Yeah, I thought like. <laughs> Watch what I do here, right? Yeah, we watched the thing. Um, it's Rob's fault. Rob, tell us about the thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't even make the gag that I could. Checkmate, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We're sorry, Dad. Take us back. (laughs) Can we please go to the zoo, David? (laughs) Yeah, so, Rob, tell us about the thing that you made us all watch. (laughs) Well, what I've made you all watch, because, you know, I'm just like that sometimes, um, or often, is um, a sh- program on Channel 5 called Shoplifters at War with the Law. Um, it aired for six episodes last year, and we together we uh, had a little viewing party and watched the first one, and we all enjoyed it very, very much. Oh. I, li- I like that. I li- I li- the first thing I like is the fucking little subtitle for it. At war with the law, like the, <laughs> the yeah, it's produced, to avoid the fucking law. Produced by the military wing of the Clash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't believe that ISIS has infiltrated shoplifting. That's just what I was just. What the hell about? I mean, oh. be careful because the fucking framing of that show strongly wanted to imply it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking dead. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Settle, settle the fuck down there, Kilroy. <sighs> <laughs> That's a well, deep cut, motherfucker. Well, we'll go into that in a bit, but like, what we wanted to talk about on this episode was um, largely the way that the latent fascism that's present in Britain and just that like horrible, extremely British mentality is is almost beamed it, into it folks' is. heads. Like it really is like designed and manufactured and pumped into every fucking house via the telly. It is. There's so much ideology at work here, and it just fucking sparkles. It's it's insane. Like, it's it's a, really worrying. It's terrestrial TV as well, isn't it? It's Channel Five. Yeah, Channel Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the show yeah. we watched was a Channel Five one that aired originally on the the prime time slot of Monday night at nine pm. All right. Um, shit yeah only the best things are on at Monday at 9 but it feels like a really it feels like a, we put it on at 9 o'clock so we could do thematic things with it but like purely aesthetic stuff because if you took away like some of the 
some of the scenes were like strong language or whatever is used. That could have been on BBC Two around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I mean, there's there's all there's always shit like that on, and it's not just the terrestrial channels either, because you, you like there's fucking basically like entire channels of shit like that on on like Freeview or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, the best one, the best one I ever saw while just fucking loafing around at my mate's house one afternoon with like literally nothing to do was um, see was see before Australian... you go any further. Can we get a rough year on this? Uh, it was this century. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was probably it was probably the twenty tens, I would think. But right, okay. Um, but yeah, like there was a thing on, and it was Australian border police or something. Yes, uh, yeah, I've, and, like, um, I've seen this. <laughs> there's a fucking oh, like the 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 guy that like the border guy has like pulled this fucking lad out of the line for not being white. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's taking his credit card out of his wallet and taking it into a back room to put it in the uh, the big machine what scans for drugs, <laughs> and like he puts it in and he fucking it's like just a giant photocopier fucking looking thing and he puts it in and it like beeps and you can clearly see on like on the fucking little display on the on the machine you can clearly see the words error calibration required. And the the guy just without like missing the beat just turns to the camera and goes, "Yep, that's that's come up positive for cocaine." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to note before we get started that the stuff we're talking about tonight, this the fucking Australian Border Patrol, all that kind of shit tier television, this is the normal part of under you know normal Ireland. This is the underpinning substrate that it all yes. wells up from. I'm thoroughly convinced of this. More oh, yeah, so after yeah. watching this thing tonight. And so it's, it's basically, it comes from a media and is beamed into people's skulls, and that that is the root of it. So, with that said, what what was this show, Rob? What, what was it actually focusing on? Like, give us the blow-by-blow. Blow. What was the setup for it? So, the, I mean, the setup is essentially, it's, uh, a, bub- it's a cheap-ass show. So it's a bunch of camera uh, crews following around private security as they detain the greatest threat to Britain today, which is, of course, shoplifters. And it follows them around some... <laughs> I don't know, Western or Mare or whatever the fuck. And it just, they arrest really petty, low-level ass. Let, let, let's be clear, they do not arrest anyone. Sorry, no, sorry. No. But, well, but by the strictest definition, they do arrest them, but they don't actually, like, have a power of arrest. Yes. It, it, it's an important distinction, get... which is given yeah. no fucking showing whatsoever in the entire thing. I mean, in the lead up, like the the opening, the, the opening voiceover, it it does say something like that shoplifting is one of the big scourges facing modern Britain, and you're supposed to be yeah, like this. This was Ooh, this yeah, was fuck them. This was broadcast in 2020, and the opening like unironically described shoplifting as a great <laughs> epidemic sweeping the nation. <laughs> and like you know, there there was another one. I can't quite put my finger on what it was at the minute, but I'm pretty sure there was another epidemic <laughs> yeah. in the nation. Some, something was going around, wasn't it? But, but to be fair, Jamie, the other epidemic only hurt your lungs, which are of course replaceable. This hurts the wallet of corporations, which is sacrosanct. No, 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 no. No, it hits James. the public right in the pocket. They said that like exactly. three times. Oh, so <laughs> it does. Sorry, I'm just very. That's bad why we. That's why we need thing. old like fucking eagle eye and like hawk eye and fucking parrot <laughs> yeah, eye. So, uh, so just, just, just to pirate, be clear, like pirate Jamie's teeth not, Billy. 
<laughs> yeah, like as I was, you're right, Alistair. Like they they introduce their team members, right, and give them like an Avengers style little freeze frame, and like a, a thing pops up. But rather yeah, than fam- you know, like a famously a device used in the Avengers, you're thinking the Suicide Squad. Which, the point, which, the point honestly, that- this was on a, the same fucking level of like entertainment. <laughs> the Suicide Squad. Kinda, yeah, and to be kinda, absolutely clear it, with what ja- what Jamie was just saying there. Eagle Eye and Hawkeye were literally titles or specialties that were given to yeah. some of the fucking... For, for, each, for each one, they listed a specialty, right? And the first one that popped up was Eagle Eye, because the guy's on the cameras and the shopping yeah, there was like there was like Yeah, there was like three or four of them were Eagle Eye, and then we got a yeah. guy called Hawkeye, because we were extra good <laughs> and we deserved a treat. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> And there's, there's also yeah. other great ones included. Hawkeye, um, Hawkeye is like the upgraded version, with like he's like a palette swapped version of Eagle Eye. <laughs> he turns up on like the secret level. <laughs> like if you manage to somehow steal a TV from Boots, he's the one they deploy to like fucking get you at the end of the end of the fucking shopping centre. Uh, yeah, stealing some a TV from Boots would have actually been more exciting than anything else we saw. Considering what the I think the most expensive thing that someone stole was a few bottles of drink. Yeah, and some yeah. perfume, and that, was, that perfume. was pretty much it. Yeah, but the other the other great ones because I, I do. No, but they also them. they also stole the nation's innocence, <laughs> <laughs> and we can't have that. Uh, st- st- stole the nation's one stop shop for low low prices. But I mean, it is uh, just uh, genuinely it's it, madness. I mean, you know, you're you know, sometimes to... when you go down you go down to the shops and they've got like a big fucking cardboard polis in the window. <laughs> I have more respect for that fucking thing than I do for any of the cunts that were on that program. Like, ah, so that's the kind of cop respecter you are. Cool. Yeah, that, that's uh, me. I respect the cardboard <laughs> policy in the pound shop window. <laughs> he, just, he just minds his own fucking business. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's just happy to be there. You can tell. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, mean, I really wanted to tell this to our audience, right? Because it's too good. Because those weren't the only titles. There were other ones, including specialist. You know, like their skill specialism. Team leader, right? That was a special <laughs> skill. Team leader, and uh, the other one which I loved was uh, chasing down. Oh yeah, like Johnny Goosefucker. Yeah, we all remember yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, was, there was also the cross examiner. Oh yeah, and, there was a cross examiner. That was a good and, one. And there was the good, cool. The good I imagine. I imagine they've got that guy, and he's like, you know what I mean. Someone's like, they—they basically caught that that lad from the mummy shoplifting. You know, when he's the one that's got like all the different religious symbols around his neck that he holds up to try and ward off the mummy. They've caught him, and they need to get the, the cross examiner in to work out what they are. <laughs> no, that one's that one's a star, David. Me, I got nothing. I'm a cross examiner. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, my favorite one was a guy uh, was a guy called Cool Head. That was his specialty. <laughs> oh yeah, with the fucking like the giant bald spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Specialty ventilated guy. cranium, and he's just the got like a down guy coming looking... out of his brain. Yeah, and the they all had down like guy looking like he was just coming off fucking work experience. And they all yeah. had like little um, uh, call sign vignettes as well. So like Zulu one, <laughs> Zulu thirteen. Oh, they pushed the board out there imagination wise, hadn't they? Every yeah, single one of them was, was Zulu, and then a number. Not. One of them was called Bravo Two Zero. <laughs> I mean, it's it it's just it's just incredibly British knockoff of like the American thing where it's like special forces cool. Yeah, I love, to, just... I love to I love to buzz the control tower in 
telling them that I've encountered tangos and they mean actual <laughs> yeah, tango. No, gen- genuinely, I was waiting during that for the guy on the, uh, you know, his cameras when they finally catch one to just put a little call on the radio going, tango down, you know, something like that. Yeah. It's, that was extremely the energy. But, I mean, we have to admit, you know, these people and all these, the you know, um, this advanced equipment of cameras is very necessary because these days, shoplifters are going equipped. These days? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh. a, it's, a, it's an escalation. <laughs> the shoplifters have pairs of pliers to take off price tags. They've got to have two mice to control all the cameras, you know? It's like, it's, it's a war of escalation. Look, I, I do want to... James, wanna... James, I've got to pull you out because it wasn't a mouse, it was a little control stick. No, no, no. One of the Which guys... is substantially cooler. I presume that is true for the first one, but in the second one, they were using the mice second shopping mall. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and I want to stress to to our listener that these guys manning the you know the, the screens, they very much had the energy of really wants to be a drone strike operative, but didn't make the cut. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. very yeah. They, they wanted they wanted to be a drone strike operative, but there weren't enough uh, salt and vinegar flavor crisps. Oh yeah. Like seriously, one of the shots, one of the cool, hard man action shots, is they cut to, and the guy gets a message over radio, and he's scarfing a bag of walkers, and just kind of, <laughs> he, he does that thing where it's like, oh, I need to speak and leaning forward sort of thing, and he's swallowing quickly, and then he like mumbles something in the radio, just inexplicably sandwiched in amongst all the rest of the kind of fashion or these are the hard team kind of things. Um, but shout out I mean, to that one security guard who was totally dead in the eyes and clearly bored and done with the entire fucking thing. To, to me, though, like the, the the thing they remind me of the most, it's, it's an old essay. It was written in 41 in the US. I can't remember the author, but it's um, she describes a parlor game and she, the essay is called Who Would Be a Nazi? Yeah, uh, Look it up. It's a very good essay. Essentially, you don't have to play this game. All these people are mini-fash, and if they were given a uniform, they would go fucking hog wild on you. Can we, I can mean, we talk about They have, can we they talk have about been the given uniforms? a uniform. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's basically just, I mean, it, it is, they are entirely as tragic as you would imagine if you if you think, who's too shit to be in the police? Yep. <laughs> I mean, you've, really seen, like... you've seen police, and they are fucking shit, like, do you know what I mean? So imagine how, how absolutely fucking dreadful you've got to be to not make it into the police. Yeah, I and also... like these guys were wearing like body armor. And oh, they were they were... were done up to look as police like as possible. It was it well, was great though because it's like they're running around in like you know what, stab vests um, and and like you know in case they have an accident during dinner and <laughs> they've got like twenty twenty poppies like twenty fucking like metal poppy badges on yeah. just as like they... you know what I mean some sort of like fucking. Like yeah. chaff arrangement for when like shoplifters fire missiles at them. <laughs> so so <laughs> let me. I'm going to cut in here, Jamie, because I want to give a little bit of context, right? Because there were actually two teams followed. Because we kind of said there's two control rooms. There were two different teams, two different shopping oh, centers. Right, yeah, yeah. And the first one was all like you know tactical deluxe kind of bullshit. And um, the second the one was the uh, the clean shirt brigade, wasn't it? Yeah, the second <laughs> one was like ode to the brown shirts kind of approach to like shopping, you know, guard kind of outfits because they're all in like shirt and tie and like weird zip up kind of not a hoodie thing, but like a cardigan almost sort of style. So looking like naff professional. Like if you imagine the um, the Mormons did door to door by way of the BNP, then you kind of <laughs> get the vibe essentially. Uh, what, I loved, what I loved is that we got that we ran the full gamut of like fucking um, of like petty dipshits where you had like these guys done up in their stab vests with the fucking like 
security thing on the back. That, you know, it's all just meant to evoke the police without actually, without actually like you know being susceptible to claims that you're like impersonating a police officer. Mm-hmm. And then when they they met something they couldn't handle, like literally anything. You know, once they met someone who <laughs> wasn't like didn't fall for their shit, because it's like they, they go, "Oh, you've got to come with one of the con." No, I, I don't have to go anywhere with you, mate. You're not you're not police. And then they get the fucking then they get the plastic police in who are also notably not police. And you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean. And then they won't go with them either. Enforcement officers or shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they won't go with them either. So they have to call the actual police who just visibly don't want to fucking be there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they're just it's like, they're... come on, come on, lads. We've we've got like we've got work, like real work to do. Do you know what we've I mean? We've got like, protesters' fucking... heads to kick. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. we've got yeah. like we've got actual <laughs> violence we should be getting on with here. You know what I mean? <laughs> can't can't you handle this yourself? Oh yeah. wait, wait. Did you wait? Sorry. Did you did you say that they stole? Uh, baby milk? Well, that's a different fucking story. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, shall we yeah. discuss? Uh, shall we discuss an incident slash a crime where, where, or not? Because let's be very clear, this is none of the shit we're talking about is crime. You know, steal is it, good. It's 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 crime in the legal definition sense, but it's not crime in the moral sense. In yeah, fact, yes, what's exactly. being done is a moral outrage, especially with the like listener. They opened with this one, right? Yeah, it's not like yeah, they yeah. started with, "Oh, here's a guy who's stolen a PS5," or, or something where you could sort of go, "That is taking." Ah, you keep you keep mentioning like the PS5, but I just want to say, if someone you... actually steals a PS5, they're my hero. Honestly, right? The best way to get a PS5 is theft, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'll just I'll I'll fess up, Jamie. I just really want a PS5. That's why it's on my mind. Anyway, go on, Rob. Tell us. But, tell yeah. us about so these the guys. First, uh, wait, James, I think this I've, got also... a, I've got a suggestion for James, which is to do what that kid did and uh, use an onion and go through the um, self checkout with one uh, with a PS4. Uh, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> They're watching for yeah. that now. That's, that's, that's that was that was great. That though, and like the papers were all like, "Oh, shocking this," and it's like, "Nah, fair play to the lad." Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's using mm-hmm. the old noodle. <laughs> It's also like very stupid. They didn't have security tags on it, which is how he was able to do that. Anyway, and that, that's we, like, yeah. Yeah. The, so the first crime, and this is the first crime, again, crime in quotation marks, was the first episode. So they really want to set the scene. And what they set the scene with is three, what they say are Eastern European women. You don't see their faces because they're uh, filtered out. And what they're stealing and why the fucking mini reject fash is after them is literally a bag full of baby clothes and baby formula, milk powder. And can like, I, it's. Can I, can yeah, I yeah, paint a little on. picture here? Because the way they introduce it, like, the framing and the style is a huge part of like fascism, right? So let's set the scene. They frame it with them first seeing them through the security cameras, a trio of women who are in, like, you know, they're, they're fully clothed, wearing long skirts, they're wearing, like, long sleeves. Uh, uh, they're you, wearing... you're, missing, you're missing the important detail that they were very sure to, like, make sure you, you heard in the show, which was that they were Eastern European, European women. Yeah. And they're, they're wearing headscarves, you know, sort of thing. And one of them has a stroller and is carrying a bundle, right, that's veiled, okay? And then oh, the other he... two... No, we'll, we'll get to this. It's, it's, it's really bad. That's when my blood started to boil. And the other two are just, you know, addressed similarly, but no baby or anything, right? And they, they, they highlight on the camera, look, these, these ones are the shifty ones. And then we follow them along the street with the actual officers who are coming to intercept them. And they point one of them and go, look, she's got a bag under her skirt sort of thing. And you sort of see a, ba- a bulge, like, in her big billowous skirt that she's wearing. And then they pull them up. And as they're pulling them up, they're like, you know, checking them right there on the street sort of thing, hassling them, saying, you've got to come with us sort of thing. And uh, they're checking them on the street and one of them just walks over and like lifts the bundle to check that it is indeed a child sort of thing. 
and yeah. you know it's really deeply uncomfortable. And the other one is like lifting their top to show their not whole cap cover. Yeah, it anything. was it was the whole like you got a license for that baby. Yeah, that sort of thing. Like, <laughs> one of you, but also yeah. like sort of sort of partial strip sh- uh, search vibes on the street as one of them's like lifting the top and all the rest of it, and then oh, they're, like, yeah, you know yeah. pointing they're pointing to the stuff under the skirt and all and, and all the rest of it. And um, so they drag these three women back, and uh, like they they fucking yeah they they had baby formula and clothes which are very obviously for the child, like by the size of them. You know, you look at the stuff and it's it's clearly obvious. It's like this one's got a baby who's fairly newborn by the looks of it, and they're shoplifting to raise baby that child. child, right? It's, it's yeah, it's this absolutely shocking, and I mean. Of course, none of them, none of these fucking mini fash ever for a moment ask themselves like, well, why would they be stealing baby formula oh, and baby clothes? The first you know, time just... any one of them shows any sort of emotion at the situation is when one of the women who's probably going to get fucking deported after getting caught off yeah. this because our system is wonderful and fail, starts crying and they start going with the whole, oh, leave it off, love. Like, fucking what? Yep. Yeah, and I think I think it was this one as well. Like the voiceover at the end is like the total heist was worth fifty four pounds. I think I think that was this one or what or what are the other ones? It's like, no, no, that, that that was one of the other ones. They, they didn't. I don't think they quantified this one in price. Probably that they just didn't bother saying it. Yeah, and they, uh, they the woman who had the baby, she's fine because she didn't have any goods on her, though they might do her on conspiracy, maybe, according to one conspiracy of the later ones. Conspiracy to steal milk! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other two straight up got handcuffed and lifted by the police and were marched out, sort of thing. Because, you know, handcuff them, because notoriously violent criminals stealing, like, children's clothes and baby formula, right? So, and again, this is what they lead off with. And, and, lead- I, mean, and you, I mean, it can't be stressed enough, the viewer is extremely meant... To feel that these poor no, three women no, are the bad guys, treated, they deserve like, it. Shit. Yeah, it's a perfect opening thesis because the subtext to it is: look at these foreigners coming over having kids. It's it's like pure fast shit. It's pure that, fast shit. It's that sort of like it's well. It's, I was going to describe. I was about to describe it as like that British thing, but it, it's like Americans do it as well. Do you know mm. what I mean? Where it's like. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah, so, like, a, a, a policeman in the line of duty, like, kicked a fucking dog to death and then, like, shot the owner 47 times. And everyone's like, well, that sounds bad, but we don't, we didn't see what happened immediately before that. Maybe he didn't, like, fucking take his trousers off when the policeman told him to. Did you ever think about that? You, you wouldn't, your dog wouldn't get kicked to death and you wouldn't be shot 47 times if you just did everything the police asked you to do immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so like, the... They, as soon as someone, as soon as someone like fucking, not even steps outside the law, but as soon as someone like fucking doesn't meet, like just like stops fucking like sucking authority's dick petty, for a second, like you know what I mean. As soon as anyone does anything that isn't like fucking just a, like oh yes, yes officer, yes I'll do whatever you say, officer, then they deserve they lose all the human rights. That's why like yeah. fucking like the the big the big long term goal of Brexit for every all these like fucking all the dickheads in Britain was to like rescind the Human Rights Act. It's not because they actually know anything about human rights or what's contained in the act. It's because they just think that like it's what stops the police from like fucking like you know what I mean, immediately killing anyone they like catch like using a fucking like not waiting for the beeps to start before they cross the road at a traffic light or something like that, you know what I mean? It's mm. like it's it must be the human they- must be the Human Rights Act. They've heard the Human Rights Act is about human dignity, and they're not in favour of human dignity. 
Yeah, but well, I mean, also in not the specific... favor of, they're also not in favor of the people in fucking a TV show like this or anyone who's ever brushed had a you know a bad brush with oh, you know scare quotes the law as as though they're human, right? They well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 the same why you get the fucking fash lot in in the red tops and the telegraph. Uh, after the, the, the Clapham protests, being who, like, yeah, um, that woman deserved to get her head kicked. Who, who hasn't had a bad like interaction with the law, though? Like, can you imagine how much of a fucking helmet you have to be before like your interactions with the police qualify as good? I got arrested. I got detained by the police for throwing snowballs. That was a fucking miracle. <laughs> they're just, got- the police just fucking, they're just absolutely worthless like. Do you know what I mean? And the, the, only, only- the only people they're ever nice to are just the worst kind of fucking bootlickers. The mm. only thing that the police are for is for getting a crime number. And like that was yeah. that's the one interaction I've actually had with the police is I got mugged once and uh, I got a crime number so I could claim oh, off insurance. I've, and had, like, that's I've, it. Had, I've had so many fucking crime numbers for insurance, mate. Like it's just it's just great. Yeah. You just ring them up and you're just like, oh, there's been a like, can I get a crime number for like this fucking break in? And they're like, what well, what happened? I'd say, you just don't pretend like you're interested. Just give me the fucking crime number. <laughs> so you're not going to fucking I mean? solve anything. I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to give you my life fucking story. We both know you're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but specifically told, in the context of this the show, car, have I told the carjacking story on the podcast before? Yeah, you have. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I think he has, but like, it's, I think it's worth telling again. You haven't told. Not, it on, not the on the podcast. All right. Has well, he not? Fucking, oh well. Oh well. Let's right, go. So Come on. I I, used, I was delivering pizzas once, and the fucking <laughs> uh, back of the, the pizza shop was between like like it was on it was on a like a, a roll with like six pubs or something. Do you know hey, what I mean? Jamie, was it buy one get a website free by any chance? I, I grant. Do you want me to tell this fucking story or not? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so like you know, I'm com- like ten o'clock on a Saturday night. I'm coming out to deliver some fucking like cheesy chips to some fucking prick, and um, <laughs> the car had central locking, but obviously because it's like surrounded by pubs, there's just tons of fucking drunks like milling around. So I go out, unlock the car, put the fucking food in the passenger seat, get in. Two fucking like giant drunk lads get in the back and demand that I fucking like drive them to some fucking place and I'm like get out the car well we'll just take the fucking car off if you're going to be a prick and I'm like right fair enough so I drove them to the police station right <laughs> and I fucking pull up in the yard behind the police station where all the cop cars are blasting the horn no fucking response get out and I fucking bray on that like I, I park there's a there's a luckily there's a child seat in the back of the car on the passenger side so I park with the driver's side of the car up against a wall and scramble over the passenger seat to get out and while they're, like, fighting to get past the child seat to get out of the car, brain on the door at the police station, no fucking answer. So I have to run round the fucking block to the front of the police station and ring the bell. And a guy, could, like, the, the sergeant comes out, and I say to him, oh, two lads try to nick me fucking car. They're in the yard at the back. He goes away, and he comes back, like, two minutes later with a form. And I'm like, <laughs> did you fucking get them? And he's like, oh, you met out the back of here. I'm like... Are no, you... at the back of Texas. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, what do you think? And he goes out and you go, oh, they've gone, mate, but they've, they've trashed your car. I'm like, do you fucking think? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just absolutely... And then when I was driving back to the pizza shop to get, like, a new lot of food for the fucking guy, because the, the first lot was smeared all over the interior of my fucking car, <laughs> I passed the two guys just casually walking back to the taxi rank. So we had to ring the police from the fucking pizza shop and go, like, I know you don't care, but the two fucking guys who just reported are, like, just casually strolling, like, back to the town centre. And the cops were like, oh, we'll see what we can do. And I never heard anything else about it. From the <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, 
literally delivered like two fucking people in the process of committing a crime to the police and they didn't catch them. <laughs> it's like just fuck they're just incredible, like you know what I mean? Would you call that would would you call that a radicalizing moment, Jamie? <laughs> I mean, it's not the first time the police had ever been completely fucking useless in my presence. Like, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it was one, it was one of the more extreme incidences. Like, and and we have to stress, like, the people we're talking about in in this show, shoplifters at war with the law, are more are worse and more useless than those guys. Like, there's just I can't. Well, I mean, they were the, they were the people that didn't make the grade for the we can't catch like criminals yes. even when delivered to the station brigade. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they and had... the reason. Sorry, and the reason we're being told like because you do start to wonder like you know why do we have to give a shit about people shoplifting some powdered milk and then some baby clothes or or a bottle of cheap perfume or whatever the fuck? And the reason we're being told that that we have to care about this. And this is the it's, this is how it's sold to you by the voiceover is if stuff gets nicked, then that gets added onto the cost of the general price in the store. So the more stuff gets nicked, the more um, the uh, which is which is just a bullface fucking just, lie. Yeah, like it's it's completely it's completely like ludicrous. I mean, like uh, one, the the last the last lady who like took a bunch of. Um, what was it perfume and like cologne or whatever? I mean, yeah. that shit costs like pennies to produce. Like, it's not. She's yeah, not, but she's... if if you steal if you steal a bunch of like fucking Maryland cookies and energy drinks from Tesco, then that reduces the amount of stuff Tesco have to put in a padlocked skip at the end of the day. So you know what I mean? It, it, it all it all adds up. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it's truly revolting. I mean, there's a, there's a scene later on where. Some woman has nicked some stuff. Uh, she's bought some stuff from Poundland and she's nicked some stuff from Tesco's or the other way around. And like they make this whole thing, like they empty the bag and there's a whole thing. And she's like, it's literally a couple of bottles of Dr. Pepper and like some Doritos or something. And it was it was two bags of Doritos, a few bo- bottles of like fizzy drink and like half a dozen packs of Maryland cookies that she'd like stolen. And it was yeah. like, that was, the, that was the one that was like 54 quid. And it's like, Fine. She, Go on. On your way, mate. Like, she also whatever. she also stole something that was actually very expensive, and that she you know absolutely justified the treatment. Was it the seat. innocence of the nation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's what Tesco are calling their new range of bowls and like sauces. <laughs> so yeah, like she literally she had like a, a what looks like a little milk jug, a little bowl, and a little saucer. You know the things you need to to eat. You know the the things you need to fill with Dr Pepper, so you've got something to dip your Doritos into. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so you've been watching those American cooking TikTok videos, then I see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna do an omelet in a, in a bag of crisps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's maybe that's what that guy was eating while he was on the cameras. It was like a fucking crisp packet of omelet. Yeah, that was his packed lunch. Clearly. It just. Oh. <laughs> And then there's a scene after that with one of the guys, um, one of the shoplifters in 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 the the second mall, in the really B-rated mall, who's who's just like gone off to town and like started traumatizing a teenager for like yeah. trying to make a shirt or something. It's oh, that that fucking that absolute gargoyle of a fucking uh, security guard. He's he's definitely got a history of being nice. 
This guy, um, I think this guy was the uh, the top scorer for number of poppies, which was in the three to four region. So <laughs> yeah, he had four. Like, I remember for sure, and he also had a few other pins that I didn't recognise. Uh, but definitely, you know, we had the same vibe. As but every pins, one of basically. them said respect. And yeah. just literally, I mean, literally and spiritually, extremely bald man. Like he's definitely been on a number of question times as well. Like that, really bald. He, uh, he, he gave me the fucking creeps. Like Jamie, he, when Jamie talks about that he, guy, yeah, yeah. no, and that he, guy was fucking loving every second oh, no, he got yeah, to intimidate yeah, that kid. Smirking grin, not like a grin, because if it was like an open grin, you could at least say, "All right, you're a total bastard." Be... No, it's the smothering the grin and a kind of smirking kind of thing because he's You'll really be enjoying it. You'd be shocked to your very cause to understand, like to realize, like when you when you hear that, I just I genuinely like fucking people like people like that with that whole sort of like, oh well, what have you got to say for yourself attitude, like just fucking mm-hmm. wind me up like nothing else. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Basically, I fucking the... like that guy, that guy couldn't get into the police and like probably at some point applied to be a teacher as well. I'd imagine oh, because yeah. he just lives, <laughs> he just lives to fucking like, like talk down to people who don't have yeah. any like recourse to answer back. Do you know what I mean? The, uh, the, the nasty bit with the kid, right? So there's a kid who has put on a top and tried to walk out, and the tag has caught, you know, he didn't realise it had a tag on it, and it's went beep, 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 and he's been detained by the shop staff, but he's like, I don't know, 12 or something like this, he looks young, right, he's a Yeah, 14, kid. whatever, but yeah. yeah. And this guy turns up, and he pulls him aside, and he starts giving him grief and all the rest of it, and he basically, he decides, he actually shows a tiny bit of humanity, probably because the cameras are on him, and he wants to look good. And he says, I'll tell you what, right, here's how this is going to work. I'm not going to write it up formally, but you're going to give that back. You're going to apologize to them. And then you're not going to come here for a year. You're banned. And if you come back in a year, then I'll take you in the back room and we'll deal. We'll, we'll, I will take you in the back room and we'll do it formally or something like this. Like, yeah, do, yeah, it, yeah. do it officially. Yeah, do it officially, right? The, the kid, understandably, because he's a fucking kid, is like, oh, well, do I, do I have to, can I not apologize? And can, can I not come? And he's like, hey, you're giving me lip. And he starts in with that, like, you know, I'm doing you a favor kind of thing you know to this to this kid and really like you know and the whole time he's talking to him he's got his hand on his shoulder kind of you know looking down and he's and, like he's properly like leaning into his face as yeah, well yeah it's like, really it's, extremely it's, gross yeah he, I mean, you know do you know do you know who he reminded me of he, like if who? someone tried to do like a fucking um like a human version of the that eagle from the muppets <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then he, he and it, it's an incredibly gross scene. It's like it, I can't. I mean, I think none of us can stress enough how fucking gross and offensive and just awful that scene is. And then after that, he, you know, the the voiceover goes, but what I can't remember the fucking guy's name. Let's say Tony. Uh, sorry, Adolf. Adolf can't remember. <laughs> you know, was once up to no good when he was a youth. Oh yeah, yeah, he, just, yeah he used to go scrumping with permission. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, we used to go. Um, Scrumping, but with permission, of course, because I can't imagine not asking the owner for permission. And then he has this incredibly self-satisfied it's the fucking, It's the exact smile. same energy, exact same energy as Theresa May's, like, fields of wheat thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I was a fucking hellraiser when I was younger. I used to, I once, I once parked on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> And then he says, and that's the end. Used, and he just it, used, to go, fucking... used to go out with my jacket collar popped. The thing that got me, the thing that made me really like go, ugh, is he says during that, he says, oh, but that's nothing like, you know, stealing from a shop. Uh, if yeah. I'd done that when I was a kid, I don't know, I wouldn't be here now, would I? 
and it's just like <laughs> the lofty heights of a fucking security that, guard at a exactly that was it for me it's like i wouldn't mm. be here today i'm like you're the fucking more security guard what the what the fuck like your great accomplishment what he means is if i have been caught stealing i wouldn't have this little micro pellet of of power and domination over other people that I intend to exploit to the fucking maximum. I mean, I am a psychopath. Go easy on the lad, though. It can't. It can't be. It can't be easy living life not being good enough to be a cop or a teacher. <laughs> you have. To, you know what I mean. Imagine if the fucking if like you 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 just get up every day and you do what you're told and you follow all the rules like everyone tells you to and you work hard and the the fucking highest you ever achieve is Paul Blart. <laughs> I, I would I would absolutely eat a fucking gun at that point like you know what I mean no you're not allowed a gun asked, Jamie like, no, you're a yeah, that's, why, that's <laughs> why they don't allow them fucking guns do you know what I mean because yeah, otherwise like the inside of Tesco would just look like a Jackson Pollock I'm just I'm just picturing Jamie the security guard just walking to Tesco stealing a price tag gun and just like trying to off himself with it out of sheer desperation I <laughs> mean that's why all the teeth were fucked up do you know what I mean just trying to get the stickers off after they've accidentally like fucking just slapped no, sail that, that tags was, all over that themselves. That was purely down to them suffering from the other British disease they're comorbid, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> and we were trying, so like we were trying to do the math on this as well, right? Because yeah, they yeah. say um, West, the Western Shopping Centre, uh, I don't know, during high season or whatever the fuck it is, they can arrest up to 10 shoplifters a day. So like, I don't know, let's say they steal, let's be generous and no, say no, they, they steal. They actually said, they said, uh, they said on a program that's up to a thousand pounds a day. Yeah, yeah. what they said. But up to is doing a hell of a lot of lifting in that sentence. Yeah. And I mean, there were what, at least how many, how many, how many Zulus were there? One, 12, 13? Well, I mean, what, what, what realistically could people be taking from the pound shop? to come up to like up to a thousand pounds a day do you know what i mean it's got to be the low end of up to oh, hasn't fucking it? A th- a thousand unless, someone's trying to, unless someone's trying to walk out with the tills or something like that <laughs> even then like a pound shop tills probably not got a thousand quid in it at any given no. moment they'll like change it over quite regularly so anyway, yeah they'll be empty before that point but yeah yeah well, like and we were we were trying to do the math on this so like okay so let's just assume for giggle's sake it's a thousand quid a day there were at least, what, like six or maybe eight security guards on duty? Well, like here's that. the thing. I was thinking about this. If their Zulu call signs aren't just made up for the show, which was a pretty good chance there isn't, one of them was Zulu 14, which implies the existence of 13 other fucking Zulus. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's like a, you know, another thing you can do with pigs where you write no, they one, just, they two, let and you... four on them. And let them <laughs> just, they, they, let you, um, they let you pick your own numbers and he just went with his wife's age because it was easy to remember. <laughs> no, he, he went with 14 and his best mate went with 88. That's clearly what happened. <laughs> Look, Jamie's answer still doesn't uh, still apply there, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a double whammy for him. Mm, so like, but, but, but however many there are, like, it does not... The, you you pay much more to employ these like small league fascists than you do just letting people nick some shit out of the store. Like it's just yeah. it demonstrably more expensive to keep these fucking psychos around. It's it's really it's really quite great to just look at things as banal as like a supermarket doing pure unadulterated like ideology because the concept of property and ownership is so paramount in you know our society as a whole that not only is it worth hiring a bunch of security guards to essentially do no work or no, nothing no work of value i should say it is 
apparently worthwhile to put this shit on national television, on terrestrial television, no less, because it's of such importance in a primetime slot for you to see how people who infringe even slightly on the concept of property and ownership should be treated. And I just, yeah, because that's, that's sort of the central point, isn't it? It's about property because it is meant to show you and everybody else that the thing you can't touch and the thing that is inviolate is property. Never mind if it's literally a bottle of fizz from Poundland or some whatever cheap perfume, which is inflated beyond all reason. The reason you have these psychos and the reason we have the police, once again, is just to defend capital. And it's just to say private property is sacred. And if you don't, then this fucking weirdo with his with his gray teeth is going to come to you and talk to you about scrumping and like probably fucking do you a psychological injury while you're at it. And it's just, I think this really, this, this, this show really does demonstrate people like demonstrate how we get to this fucking psychotic state that we're in now. As do, you what, do you know what it is though? I've just, I've just had a realization where like what, what you end up doing as a fucking job, if you, you fail to get in the police, you fail to become a teacher and then you fail to become like the fucking Paul Blart guy at, at like Poundland is Darren Grimes. I was literally <laughs> just thinking Darren Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you know? Well, uh, do you know? Uh, that that scrumping story has been sticking with me because that there's another element to that because part of the whole Brexit fascist thing is looking back to a golden time sort of thing. And here's this guy saying, "I used to go and you know we used to steal pears and apples with permission, kind of thing." Like it, it definitely feels like that's picked out and highlighted and possibly made up um, just to kind of stress yeah. this whole fucking bygone golden age you know like the fucking terrors we've got today stealing baby formula it, it will be bygone as well because after the climate wars like you know what I mean they'll, yeah. have, to, they'll have to scrump <laughs> cyber <laughs> apples and they'll all they'll all come with a fucking like tag attached so I mean yeah it just a, a, a glimpse into the mind of the small fascist and fucking terrifying well, I mean, let's let's call this show what it is, which is fucking propaganda, right? It's yeah, yeah. Again, to you know, to uh, as I said a second, like a minute ago, just to demonstrate to you what people who infringe on property and ownership, this is how they should be treated. They are less than human. They uh, should be threatened and browbeaten and treated like absolute dog shit. Even if, even if you're just stealing to fucking feed your child and clothe your child. That is, that is, that's no excuse. And don't give me those tears, even though you are probably fucking terrified if you're, you know, staring down. You don't know what the fuck, especially if you like, you know, as those women didn't seem to have a strong grasp of English, you're going to be confused and scared. And at no point, at no point in the sh- in the show is there any modicum of how these people are feeling as human beings. It's all well, derisive and, yeah, you know, yeah. deserved, apparently. See, the thing is, right, I, I don't watch fucking much broadcast TV. Um, like, I, I don't have a fucking TV room. I've got my computer. I can't be all sitting watching fucking shit like that if I can just find whatever the hell I want. You should Netflix, steal YouTube one from Boots. I should. <laughs> I should. But thinking back on it, this is like... That was that was shocking to me to watch and like how just fucking blatant it was. But if I think back to other weird shit that's been on that's like not quite that level of 
obvious fucking propaganda, but like on its way to being it, like um, fucking Jeremy Kyle. And yeah, oh, I, mean, Dave, I mean, David, the, the, the same ilk of TV show was like advertised at the very fucking end. It was, uh, what was it? Grand oh, yeah, Theft yeah. Auto, uh, Grand something Theft or other. UK and, and fucking crime traffic or something. Cop, traffic cops? Was aye, it? it was traffic cops, aye. Aye, <laughs> aye, that kind of shit. I mean, aye, but we've always had that kind of stuff, right? But it, it, we've always, always had, like, we've always had James O'Brien's talk show. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> a fucking Kilroy. Like, that shit's always fucking been there. There was, remember no I can remember, I can remember, incredibly hyper-fast show. I can mm-hmm. remember seeing something like this, uh, like, getting wasted around at my mate's house when I was at uni, and there was something on about, like, about fucking all oh, the the Eastern Europeans, they're coming over here and they're doing like crimes with mobile phones because mobile phones are like you know the late nineties mobile phones are relatively new. What mm. if we told everyone loves their new mobile phone, but what if we told you Eastern Europeans could do crimes with them? <laughs> and like just being incredibly annoyed that they hadn't called that program the phone loving criminals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, but yeah. see if you if you catch something during the day, if you happen to fucking turn the TV on in the middle of the day during the week, you're going to find some show about fucking how sad the bailiffs are about how the struggles of oh, their job. Oh, that's, that's, that's bailiff. Bailiff is, is below Darren Grimes on the pyramid of knowledge. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> well, fucking, how hard the struggles are for the the lowly border force operative that fucking just absolutely destroys people's lives at the airport. I think it kind of goes, right, bailiff, mall cop, community enforcement officer, border patrol, polis, in terms of like the rising hierarchy of just complete villains. And the the further down you are that scale, the more mean, petty, and disgusting they fundamentally are in the I way think they treat like desperate the, people. But yeah, but the further down the scale you go, the more poppies you wear on your flak vest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah, one at the very I mean, bottom, is... the flak vest is like a giant metal poppy. That's their stab vest. The yeah. very bottom of the pyramid is that guy that come out at half time. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking clown shoes. to all known munitions. <laughs> like, we've always been coming to this point with this kind of program, and it's always going to be getting to this fucking stage where we, we are shown how awful the people who steal a couple of quid for shops are. Like or the, literally the steal monsters. food for their baby. I mean, yeah. that cannot be stressed enough. Yeah, like it's all even coming at that point. And guess what? The ride's not over yet. It's only going to get worse. Wait until Can we've I... got like... I, I can't even fucking comprehend what the, the next level of this is. Can I, can I can I interject, actually? Because I feel like I need to sign up for those women. Not only... Right, you said, Rob, stealing food for their baby. No, stealing food and clothing for their friend's baby because the one with yeah, the baby didn't get arrested. Yeah. It was. It I mean, was you know what I mean. You know, no, I don't no, care if it's for their child. No, but, oh but, Jesus! But, but, fuck! This is why oh, I'm pointing no. it out. Hang on, this is why I'm pointing it out. They were taking a risk with the law to help out their friend who's a new mother. It's yeah. even worse, you know. Go on, David. What's so bad? No, I've just realised what the next thing's going to be. Comment or commentary? No. Well, yes, <laughs> that is that is what we're about to go into. But no. It's the um, it's the trials and tribulations and the the struggles that the people who that they asked to go and clear out the traveller camps and oh, the struggles that they have and the scrapes they get into oh, because Jesus of the unruly Christ. travel. 
That's the next one. Have a look oh, out you're right. for BBC fucking yeah, feet. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's exactly it. There'll be yeah. a, the travel enforcement officers or some shit like this with their, you know, uh, do you have your traveller's passport papers and all this kind of shite. That's exactly what it's going to be. And they're gonna, you're going to get some gurning fuck who's standing on the TV going, personally, I've got nothing against travellers when they abide by the law. But you've got to look here. I mean, look at the damage they've done to this site. That fence, po- that fence post used to be directly upright and now it's sitting at a 45 degree angle and all this kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> the revolution exactly. won't be televised, but the pogroms will be. Fuck yes. hell. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, fuck, yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. Well, on that bleak oh. note, shall we... Uh... I, I, I think I've worked out what the very bottom of the fucking, like, knobhead pyramid is. It's people who signed up to clean for the Queen. Yes. <laughs> yes. There, was, there must have been a TV show about that as well at some point, do you know what I mean? Just I'm, some I'm... fucking guy with, like, a, one of those spiky sticks for litter just getting, like, called a prick by kids in the park. Oh, no, Twelve hours. I actually, I'll go. For, I'll go one lower than you, Jamie. I've got it. It's not just the one who signs up to clean for the queen. It's the one who signs up to be the regional organizer for queen for the for clean for the queen. Right, the guy who's coming out there to boss around other people who want to bootlick. That's it. That's the absolute in India. The middle management of yeah. bootlicking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Oh. Normal Island re-established as such. Um. Yeah, I suppose we'll. Uh, it's not a palate cleanser, but we'll do some comment or commentary. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> rub it, some salt in those wounds. Is it, yes. is it themed this week? It is not themed this week, no, because I am now on holiday and I am lazy, so I just did the bare minimum requirement and got some comment or commentary as you should. From various well sources. Yes, too right. Working is bad, folks. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah far better far better to be like me and like lose all the jobs you have and then just <laughs> stay up till four o'clock in the morning fucking around on the viking game <laughs> and eating crisps jamie let's be fair yeah oh well i mean obviously you can't like it takes a lot out of a man to go viking you need to you, you, keep, like, you say you've not got a job but you could easily get a job on the cameras being eagle eyes oh yeah you've got to get the That's pack of crisps like, Right. We do in Vikings. I'm actually, right? actually, though, I wear glasses, so I don't qualify for eagle eye. Do you know what I mean? Oh. We do in Vikings after this, Jamie. Aye, sounds like a plan. Grand. You could be eagle eye diversity, Hyle. <laughs> 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 Just fucking echolocating off the monitors and stuff. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Okay. Call sign um, Specky12. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I, 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 before we move on, sorry, David. What would all our call, si- our call signs be if we were in one of these centers? KIA one, KIA two, KIA three. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie's already got his, which is cop respects a four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Okay, let's do some comment or commentary and finish off this episode. So yeah. I doubt anyone could win the next general election for Labour. They're starting from so far behind that unless the Tories completely implode, it's just too far to make up. So Starmer's job is to stabilise a Labour party that seemed more interested in infighting than winning an election, making them acceptable to the centre ground and handing a party with the potential to win over to his successor. Comment or commentary 
commentary at and also whoever it is is getting told to fuck off. <laughs> as soon as you tell me who it is, I'm on their Twitter. <laughs> Commentariat and uh, it's not Polly Tony B, is it? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, it's it's a comment from the Guardian because it does have that vibe as well. I'm gonna say Commentariat, the New Statesman. Interesting. Ooh. It was a comment, and it was from the Guardian. It's oh, fucking the, the fucking king strikes again. All right. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> so have spent too much time like... down in the mines. Cannot escape the mines. I'm just uh, Jamie now is furiously going on the Guardian's comment section, <laughs> trying yeah, to track him down. Absolutely, like just no, signing up, up for an account. Signing up for an account as we speak. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Mr Huddleston warned that the Prime Minister may not be able to end restrictions on June 21st if the public take liberties with Monday's easing of the curb on outdoor gatherings. Excuse me, the only people taking liberties here are ministers and scientists who delay giving freedom back to its rightful owners. Is this Toby Young? third wave feel like a scare story to keep the populace cowering. Comment or commentary. This is, this is Toby Young, isn't it? So be, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's got to be. I'm going, boy. I'm going commentary. I'm not going Toby Young because I don't think he would be. I think that's a little too sharply critical in places. Uh, it's Toby Young, though. I, I feel, think it's an. No, sorry, Danny, you go. James, you go. First. I was going to say, it feels like a caliper bother, but it doesn't feel like Toby Young. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, all all uh, calipers would lead back to Toby Young, let's be honest. Oh, I think it's an. Is it an opinion piece by Lawrence Fox? Ooh. That's a strong one. Okay. Well, it is commentary. It was uh-huh. Alison Pearson in the Telegraph. <laughs> oh. What's her position on calipers? <laughs> uh, pro, probably. Good, I would actually. imagine. Um. Okay. If there is going to be a form of ID for the vaccine, it should be universally accepted. Pubs, sorry, holidays, travel... Of, uh, sorry. Did, oh, ID. Sorry, I thought you said ID. I, yeah. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> a form of no, improvised we'll, explosive device we're, we're for not, the vaccine. Yeah, we're not doing the explosive water episode anytime soon. I bet that fucking shifts your coronavirus, though. <laughs> Maybe how a way to wage war on the anti-vaxxers, like you know, catching them by surprise with improvised like vaccination devices. If there is going to be a form of ID for vaccine, for the vaccine, it should be universally accepted. Pubs, holidays, travel, whatever. As for is this fucking Tony British, Blair again? <laughs> as for not British, nor is living with a pandemic. Let's hope they'd be a temporary measure as hopefully lockdowns and restrictions um, are on normal life. Comment or commentary up. That stinks of Tony Blair. Imagine shagging ID cards. (laughs) Yeah, it feels... um, It's not him, but it feels like a David Blunkett-esque kind of thing. It's in that kind of new Labour, oh, yes, this is an opportunity to get our fucking ID cards. Are you sure it sounds like David Blunkett? There was nothing in there about single mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would have. He would have said that we should just like machine gun people with the. With he he would. I, I bet he would have fucking loved that. Um, 
<laughs> fucking like cop, th- like cop, mall cop, fucking show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that would be his 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 late night fuck show. Mm. Ah, it's commentary because it feels like it's pushing an agenda, and it feels like a tabloid. I'm going to be. I'm mm-hmm. going to say comment just to be contrarian. Okay. That um, was. Hang on. hang on. Commentariat for male. Right, okay. Um, that was a comment in the <gasps> Daily Mail. Oh, right. Well, okay. Ah, that's pretty good. <laughs> got the vibe, if not the, the reality. Definitely got the vibe. I, I love that fucking um, not British part. Like, it's just fucking beautiful. Yeah, that, like, that's, it's, that's it's not what... British to live with a pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, that's the part that made me feel like, you know, tabloid kind of Daily Mail-esque part, but oh well. As, yeah. the, as above the fold, so below. Let's go, David. What's next? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the focus on Starmer, but the real issue for Labour's electability is sorting out their campaigning members. During the last election, a burly chap knocked on our door and, before she could say anything, <laughs> shouted at my partner for five minutes till she was able to politely close the door. On most days, Twitter is even worse. This never commentary Tory mentality. Yeah, commentary. Yeah, commentary. Commentary with the cleanest fucking shirt we've ever seen. Commentary. Are we all saying commentary? Yeah, we're all saying commentary. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was a comment in the Guardian. (laughs) (laughs) We need a rule here. I'm serious. We need a rule whereby Guardian is wannabe commentariat if it's a comment in the Guardian, right? We seriously do because we're all trying so hard and it's skewing our numbers. It's unfair. The the petite commentariat. That's the game. That's the game. I don't make the rules. I do, actually, so. So, I was gonna say, yeah, you, I'm pretty sure you did. Like, mm. <laughs> well, apparently, don't right. hate the player, hate the game that the player wrote. I guess, right? Fine, let's go. This is a bit of a long one, right? But it is the last one, so bear with me. Brussels has come up with a fresh wheeze designed to slow down oh, any resolution by off. insisting who that says, no who talks. says a wheeze? Really? <laughs> is this from the Beano? <laughs> <laughs> This, this feels because you're a cop. Legally, you have to tell us if we ask if it's from the Beano. This is this is one of two things, right? It's commentariat, oh, and it's either hell. the Times or Private Eye. <laughs> right, let me get and through just it. Keep keep reading about wheezes. Right, Brussels has just come up with a fresh wheeze designed to slow down any resolution <laughs> by insisting no trade talks can go ahead until all relevant documents are translated into the twenty-four different official languages used across member states. Well, two can play at that game. When it comes to translating official documents into dozens of different languages, Britain leads the world. (laughs) The recent census was made available in no less than 49 languages, many of them scribble. It is estimated that there are 300 different languages spoken in London. Fuck me running. Just, just, I pray for... I pray for death at this point. ...is declare that while artificial trade barriers remain in place... Nothing can be imported from the EU unless its description and instructions are written in all of those languages, complete with the correct punctuation. That would make the Europeans sit up and take notice. 
Let's declare a trade war with Europe. That's a perfectly uh, safe thing. Not to do. only, not only declaring not a trade war. I am fucking finished here. Imagine <laughs> if declaring BMW... a trade war as a grammar Nazi, <laughs> literal imagine... grammar Nazi. Imagine if BMW <laughs> couldn't flog a single three series in Britain unless the handbook came in three hundred different languages, including I, or three hundred now, including twee spoken by people in southern Ghana and Tagalog. Spoken by flower pot men. Comment or commentary at. This is this is fucking uh this is gonna be like fucking little or some shit, isn't it? It's gonna be one of the superstars. Yeah. I don't this, know, this is... isn't really his language, but it could I'm gonna be. say it's I'm gonna it. say it might not be little, say... but it's it's one of it's it's someone when then if it's a comment, then fair play to whoever wrote like such a fucking long comment, they should just start their own newspaper. Yeah. But I've got a feeling <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be it's going to be commentary at, and when we hear the name, we're all going to go, oh, that fucking prick, is it? <laughs> it's, it definitely is started, and I was like, oh, Times, and he's going on, and I'm like, oh, no, Observer. But as he keeps going on, I'm like, no, we're going lower shelf in this, the longer this goes on. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say Cohen, because it, purely because of the use of the word scribble to describe uh, some languages, which doesn't... which. I am optimistically saying would make the cut in uh, something like I don't know the spectator. Uh, that's or very fuck of off, you. like do you know it's, what I mean? I think if the, if if you were this racist and you were writing a comment, you would have gone like full fucking tilt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is this is someone yeah. trying to like, do you know what I mean? Shoehorn their fucking racism through like the the uh, cracks of acceptability. Yeah, it's, it's racism, but we're using a bit of ironic humour, so it's not really racism. And that definitely feels like it's kind of trash, kind of tier conservative tabloid. So, also, also, it made a, it like references stuff from like, like I mean, who references the fucking flower pot man? And yeah, and who uses weeds? <laughs> this definitely this this feels artful. If it's a if it was a bit, I'd say it's a very very sharply written one. But it's not a bit. Whoever it, whoever it is, I think we can safely say it's your dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, I would... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna conclude with fuck it. I'm gonna say sun. Ooh, okay. <sighs> I'm I'm I think it's is this Dan Hanna, former MEP, writing in the Telegraph. Okay. I think it's I think that's I think it's too low rent for the telegraph. No, the telegraph's very fucking when it comes to the EU, they have no bottom floor. Do you think? Mm, okay, I'll, I'll defer to your judgment on that, but let, let's see. Go on, David. That was commentaria. Oh, it was no. the Daily Mail, uh, and it was by Richard Littlejohn. Of course, oh, it, was. Of course <laughs> it fucking of course was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> we overthought it. We overthought it. We, we weren't. We should just. It, it's, it's obviously it's that wanker. Yeah. Yeah. I, or that cunt. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jamie absolutely fucking nailed it. Oh. <laughs> well, Does Richard Little John have a Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, you find out. Jesus Christ, um, what an episode. Yeah, so. That Our future that. is looking so bright and so good. Yeah, you yeah. can tell, like. That show pissed us all off so much that we're fucking like tearing at each other out of like the inability to do anything. All we all we really want is to fuck with that guy who was so horrendous on the actual program, and we can't do that. So instead, we've been fucking with each other. <sighs> yeah, unless it turns oh. out he's got twelve. Oh please, <laughs> please let him have a Twitter. I'd love Ooh, to send Jamie John. on him. 
No, I don't think so. No, I mean the cop guy in the episode. Oh, the cop guy. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> yeah. No, probably not. Yeah. All right. Um, shall we? Uh, shall we call it? I think we shall call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will see you all next week for some kind of episode. We haven't decided on that one yet. And then we have uh, guests. Yeah, we have some guests coming up this month anyway. Um, more to follow on that. Just keep an eye on the Twitter at PraxisCast. And I will catch you later. Yeah. Goodbye. Oh, and buy our shit uh, on Teespring. <laughs> also, yes. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 bye.